My name is Mike Shepard. I'm a producer. I want to get to know the artists in my new community. This is A Thousand Meals with a Thousand Artists. Hi, I'm Kevin Laporte. I'm a video producer and video director, and I would say my art form is primarily video, um, but I do have a background in theater production. This week, I had the pleasure of finally sitting down with Kevin Laporte. I say finally because it took, seemed like over a month, maybe even more, for Kevin and I to finally get down to having a meal. Um, it wasn't his fault. Uh, my schedule kept changing and things got really busy over the break. And of course, as we know, a thousand meals took a bit of a break. So finally, I was able to connect with Kevin. I've been waiting to chat with him for really a lot of reasons. Um, he the person who connected me with it was Andrew Brannon, who did a, one of the Thousand Meals a couple of weeks ago. Kevin is is someone who worked with him on some film projects. Um, Kevin was in the film that I saw. Uh, he's done a lot of production side. And what was really fascinating was he was at Queen's University like a year, maybe two years after I finished at Queen's. He did the stage and screen program, so a lot of film and theater mix. So I was really you know, one interested to connect with someone in Ottawa who had a similar background to me, who created theater in Kingston at Queen's University, who, you know, he shared a lot of his experience of jumping from show to show to show, it, it being completely common to do four to five shows a year. Um, and I just was really happy to be able to connect with someone who had that experience like I did from Queen's and kind of get a perspective from someone of the kind of next generation um, going through the drama department. So it was really nice to connect with Kevin. Unfortunately, this episode, something happened with our microphones. This was the first time that I've ever had issues with these small wireless microphones that I use. Um, I lost a part of our conversation. Um, obviously, as, as you'll hear, I was still able to salvage a full episode. Um, there were just some things that we talked about that I wish we could have expanded on a bit further. Um, one of the things that I thought really stuck out with this conversation was that comparable from the theater world and theater community to the film world and film community, which I find really interesting. This is a year that myself and Soul One Productions are getting really involved in film on a presentation side. This is something that I've never really done too much. I've, I, you know, obviously in my history of doing theater and performing arts festivals, film was a part of that. But it's really interesting to be diving into almost a new world. And some of the questions we ask that I don't think we got too much detail on in this podcast was just talking about how theater companies form all the time. Yet for some reason, with film companies, it doesn't seem to be the same, even though the venues are there. We have just as many film venues as we do theater venues. Um, the production process is similar. The time commitment is similar. 
Um, so I think that there's some interesting questions to ask there um, that uh, maybe I will find an answer to as I continue to connect with filmmakers, which clearly there's a lot of people here in Ottawa interested in film. So I'm really excited to continue to connect there as well as on the theater side. Um, I hopefully in the next couple of meals, I'm going to finally meet some more members of the theater community, which both Kevin and I both admit we don't know that much about the theater community here in Ottawa. He's done much more on the film production side um, than the theater side since arriving here. So he definitely has some good insights into the film production and kind of what draws him to that platform. Kevin and I met at a really lovely pizza place. Um, this place, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about it other than I've been a pretty big critic of, I should say, of pizza in various places. I, I happen to think that um, there's not a lot of really good pizza places uh, anywhere. And this was an exception. I think I've had the best pizza that I've had since arriving in Ottawa, the best pizza that I can even name other than this one place in Gananoque that I really love. Um, so it's uh, it's Louis or, or Luis, I think it's Louis Pizza on MacArthur Street in Ottawa. So Louis Pizzeria and Restaurant, um, we, we shared a, a medium Hawaiian pizza. It was a really great conversation over really great food. It's a favorite of his. Um, he says, without a doubt, the pizza is the best. Uh, in this place. So in, if you're going to try it out, go try their pizza, best pizza I've had in Ottawa. So Kevin and I started our conversations off by chatting a bit about our experience at Queen's University. So we start by reminiscing there. And again, I do apologize if some things seem a little choppy. I did have to work around some, some issues with the microphones, but hopefully we'll have that repaired for next time. I hope you enjoy the conversation between myself and Kevin LeBlanc. But, like, the Queen's Film Department, at least in between 2013 and 2017, A, was it transitioning, um, and and they were trying to offer more, like, production, like, hard skills, hard classes. It was, it's all theory. Yeah. Whereas theater, and as I think, as you know, is very, very, very different, very hands-on. Yeah. A lot of opportunities to be working on shows. Yeah, it's very true. On, on you know, on set. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just doing a lot more, and there was always more opportunities. So, as everyone does at Queens, like three or four shows, you know, a season, you're working on different things. So I, I learned a lot of experience there. But then when I moved to Ottawa, for some reason, just the first thing that was really available was a video production job, and uh, I jumped right into that. So that's very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, and you're right about Queen because. As you know, I went to Queens too. Um, I did the theater department stuff, and that's really the biggest thing I would say that was an advantage for that department was the opportunities. Because, and it wasn't even really, it was more created of the atmosphere. Because the, the drama department does their two shows a year. But then everyone has a theater company. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so exactly. there's no, like, starting a theater company in Queens was just sort of the thing you did. Yeah. It wasn't difficult or strange or looked at as like, wow, that's impressive. No, everyone has one. Everyone yeah. has a theater company. So therefore there are anywhere from eight to ten shows a year. Yep. So you can do two or three in a year and be completely fine. Yeah. Um so that was definitely an advantage. And then what so in there though, like what I obviously you did stage and screen, but what where'd you develop the physical 
skills. Because I would describe theater, to me at least, as kind of uh, you can fly by with some technical knowledge, but for the most part, there's lots of positions where you don't have to know. Yeah, no, for side. sure. Um, I'd say I developed a lot of film skills by playing as a kid and just by like being given opportunities to submit school projects in really? a video format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, um, it was great because like just more and more throughout my high school, in like grade nine, there was always just like assignments written versus, uh, or like oral presentation. Like those were the two options. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they started introducing like, you can make a video, you can do a, like they were like the, the sort of submission requirements were, were a lot more broadened. Interesting. Um, I never had that. Fair. That those opportunities to just okay do this, but you can do it in your own format. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, that's really exactly. Cool. And I latched on. I latched on to it. And I remember, um, I remember like editing, like every second uh, I had for. Um, I think it was like an English assignment. I made a video for it, and like pulled an all-nighter, making sure it was perfect. And I was, I was spending like obsessive amount of time working on this project and uh, making sure it's perfect and I was so proud to show it and then I, I remember having a realization that whenever I do write, written assignments I just kind of like write it and then I submit it and I don't care if there's any mistakes I don't care if I'm just like it's over with I, I, I can yeah. look for something else and um, and I sort of realized that well some people actually like they edit their writing as meticulously as I would be editing a video or they spend as much time and attention to detail in their writing as they do to you know making sure that you know their arguments and points are yeah are correct yeah and to me that was like a big sign that was like okay this is something that you enjoy this is something yeah. that you're you're really interested in um, and especially uh, doing it unprompted yes exactly exactly because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's also new too right like yeah not everyone's doing it not everyone's able to uh, um, it's also like any sort of art takes a bit of uh, confidence and a bit of like a, a leap of faith by putting yourself out there and putting something out there. Um, unless it's an oral presentation, you're not like reading it out to front of the class. No, but. and that's the thing. It's very to me, it's very very different. If you if you get up and present, then yes, you start to get into like presentation skills. Is like that's an art form. Yeah, things yeah, within yeah, that. Yeah. But I yes, I think there's a certain levelness to handing in an essay, and and that again, that also comes from someone who's not. A long form writer. Yeah. I if I'm told to write an essay, I just, eyes just roll, and I just like I. It's not. It's never been. I've yeah. never been academically driven in that way. What has always driven me is more those hands on things, including mm -hmm. stuff, which is really interesting. And yeah, it, it's so fascinating that that you're sort of self taught in a way. And well, that, you so, know, so that that's that's the that's the beginnings. Um, I I can't discredit everything I learned at Queens. Oh no, and, of course. And, yeah. I actually do want to say a lot of the like the hard skills. I think I probably learned just through the drama department. Like, the way you uh, the way you compose yourself on on a set and collaborate with other creatives for uh, a stage performance is quite similar to you know the way you'd want to sort of compose yourself on a whether it be a corporate film, television oh, sure. set, or for a, sure. or film set. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like when you ask like where did I learn those those hard skills? Yeah. It was from there was like two production courses that you have to like, like equivalent to like co-op courses where you have to get your hours. But mm. for the most part, it was the evenings and weekends 
outside of my degree working right. on shows. Working on theater shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, guess, I guess my question around that is, so what, what did you do on theater shows? Like, were you... Yeah, I did a bit of everything. Okay, everything. Yeah. Describe yeah. So, that for people. Who aren't you and me who, like, understand what everything yeah, is? Yeah, of course. What, what did you of do? Of course. Um, so I approached every, every different um, creative and technical role or opportunity that was available with the idea that the end goal was always to become a better director. Um, somebody who understood how the, the pieces fit together yeah. and also what it, what it really took and what were, what were the responsibilities and what were the, maybe the limitations or like how difficult something really was so that, you know, you don't want just a director that's naive about what it takes to be, um, you know, a lighting technician and, and how are you going to set up lights. So that's actually, that's really that's good the, point. <laughs> yeah, that's the one element that I actually didn't really dive too much into because it was, uh, the barrier for entry was a little bit. Uh, higher than the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like sound designing uh, was one of the first things that I uh, I tried, and then that ultimately became. I thought I was just going to be a sound operator. Yeah. And uh, the the producers were like, "Oh no, we'd love to hire you as like the sound designer and uh, for these shows, and like we need you to make you know make the background, make the score, come up with everything." Um, I did uh, set carpentry and set mm -hmm. design as well. So I started with set design. Yeah. My, um, as a hobby, I do also like to, to do woodwork, create things. Um, so I'm, I am comfortable with, uh, with the woodworking tools. And when that came to light, again, there's so many shows. People are looking for anybody they can get. I'm, I'm yes. saying anybody because I wouldn't yes. consider myself yeah. a, like, a carpenter. Right. But they're like, oh, so you've, you've already designed sets and you like to work with your hands? We need you to be, and you've done um, one year as like a, a, um, a uh, I'm blanking on like, the, it's not set carpentry, but like, uh, it was for QMT. I helped QMT do um, one oh. of their stage builds for oh, one of the shows. Yeah, you you're on the build team for that. Yeah, I was yeah, on the build yeah. team. They're like, yeah. oh, so you've done the build team as well? Well, we need you to manage... This year's build team, so um, yeah, we need to get upgraded really quickly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was like fell into that role pretty quick. Uh, I actually never, I never. Oh, I, I did do a major, I did costume. That was that was the other one that I was trying to think of earlier. Um, I did uh, costume and wardrobe for uh, a winter major. I find it really cool that you've you've created so many theater companies because going stepping away from. Uh, being full-time employed and trying to make more projects, self-fund projects. Yeah. Um, and also even just like teetering on, you know, I left a corporate production company and I, 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 was, be, I was able to be creative in my nine to five, but I don't want to become a freelancer to then be like 50% business person, mobile, and you're like, all your time is spent, you know, Chasing the next project, setting yourself up so that you can be creative. Yeah. Um, a lot of friends that I that I know who who do a business startup, they always say the same thing. They say, "I started this business because I wanted to do what I enjoy doing, but I ended up becoming business manager <laughs> and not doing then, the thing then, you enjoy." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So yeah, it's, um, it's very true. But uh, but I I see more and more in a creative. And now I'm speaking specifically for video production in this in this creative industry. It must be very hard for for companies to to really grow and scale because 
your talent at a certain point just asks themselves like can I like can I just do this on my own yeah um, and uh, I've definitely always told myself I don't I don't want to do that I, I, I don't envy people who have to uh, you know who are running their their you know their self business and they're grinding for clients um, so I always find myself super super fortunate when I can find a production company or find a company that like has the work for you and they're like here be creative yeah yeah um, yeah but ultimately as an artist you're sort of being exploit your talents being exploited because at the end of the day you could maybe find uh, a network of clients and just have them pay you directly so so the, there's like there's definitely a fine balance and, oh, and, and there's and there's definitely shifting dynamics um, I guess I'm also in a maybe just in a period where I'm I'm a bit lost in what I actually want to do in terms of do I do I want to just like allow my 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 works and my my skill sets to be used for you know for a gain for someone else or do I want to work that little bit harder and just put myself out there and, but then again like when I think about it it it's a little bit scary and it just doesn't interest me having to like worry about that every single day and every single night listen to that instinct because yeah. no matter what you do like the one thing that i've learned is if if you're not if you can't defeat the reasons not to do something then then it's not worth it yeah. there's always going to be a million reasons not to do something so i always try to focus on well what's the reasons why i should do it yeah and then when it comes to that how excited does that make you but if it doesn't make you that excited then that tells you something and yeah, client exactly. base works tough like yeah. client base work you're right it's such a grind it's so tough so i think that like yeah you have to listen to that instinct but i don't think there's anything wrong with being at a bit of a crossroads though and not yeah. being 100% sure where you're mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's okay to take that time to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, by guessing of, of the time you went to university and the time I went to university, I might be 10 years older than you. Mm -hmm. And okay. there's still elements of what you're saying that resonate for me, mm -hmm. but not in a negative way. Yeah. In a way of like, yeah, I'm, I've been doing that too, but there's you know certain paths I now know that I don't want to go down, yeah. which is as valuable the things you do yeah. because knowing what you don't want to do helps you stay away from some of that some of that pain. I don't know what I can say or not say, but I, I love the expression "fuck around and find out." I'm sure you can censor this um, if you need to, or I don't know how. I don't know actually. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad you're the first person to swear on it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it, know. It's, it's a great maybe it's a great they'll mentality. stand. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's not it's not being said in a crude way. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I try to lead my life by a certain philosophy of there's you know there's only so many minutes in a day there's only so sure. many and that that expands to the greater yeah. idea of like you only have so many minutes in your lifetime um, but there's only so many minutes in a day don't let there only be so many moments in your lifetime yeah so you can't control how much time you have in a day but you can control how many theater companies you, yeah. you decide to create you can yeah. control how many shows you say yes to how many experiences you you try, um, and so, yeah, that's why, like, I think I'll always be, like, changing, and I'll always be, uh, but I mean, that's maybe a good thing, um, because I've always, I've always been advised by, uh, I, like, professors, but also just, like, I want to say really wise people that I, I met, they weren't necessarily, like, professors, because they, like they didn't teach me, yeah, yeah, that's a great, yeah, yeah the great word, uh, mentors, um, that, like, 
to be truly creative, you you have to you have to like have a you have to live a lot of experiences, and you have to you have to understand you know what life is to then try to like try to interpret it and try to try to create experiences for other people. Yeah, so like that's kind of my solace when I'm when I'm just like doing something that isn't you know quote unquote productive or isn't yeah. working on a on a show like gardening for example or yeah. um, or hanging out with friends and like playing a board game. Yeah. It's still living an experience that you can then use as as an artist. Yeah. So or traveling yeah. as well. It's another big one. I'm traveling always like don't want to travel or is that just like a huge waste of money? Um, but more and more I'm realizing that traveling is like the best thing I think anybody can do to um, to just experience, you know, a life and then be able to sh to share about it. Um, so I think there's nothing wrong with being adaptable because that's that to me when listening to you kind of talk about these things and all the things you've done and like how you come about it you just seem like someone who adapts mm. adapting to situations which isn't a bad thing like that just might be a core skill you have or have developed but your ability to adapt and change and grow and yeah. there's something you said about like well maybe maybe i'll always be changing and that's not a bad thing i actually think that's a good thing yeah like, that's probably healthier way to mm. kind of live mm. to be adaptable and to be able to change to be able to roll with the punches yeah. because there's a lot in life you can't control are you adapting and, right you know, now like you find your your like how have you been adapting to auto and how how has that been going like are you are your production companies still operating in Kingston? That's another big question that, that I have. Yeah, everything they're all they all exist still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I left I left Blue Canoe at the end of twenty eighteen, like the the fall end of the summer season in twenty eighteen. Okay. Um and it's still running today and the Juvenus Festival is still running and the Kick and Push Festival, which I co founded, is still running. Yeah, am I adapting auto? I don't know. Um I would say that I wasted my first year in Ottawa being so busy. Mm. Because I was, I had a, I had a new job that I was kind of adjusting to. I was in a new place. I didn't really know anybody, and I really like siloed. Mm. And then this past year has been the opposite. I've had more time. I'm busy, busy now because I took on a new project. But this past year, twenty, you know, twenty twenty three, I experienced Ottawa for the first time. So I feel like I got a better sense of it. I don't know. if I'm adapting to Ottawa, or Ottawa is starting to adapt to me. Oh, okay, okay. Because the pe so far in the projects I've engaged with, like to, to frame it in, in arts, the projects I've engaged with, the people I've worked with, I feel like I've brought a lot of my experience to mm. framing how those work. Okay. And it is not it is not a new thing. That doesn't yeah. feel it feels like I'm like oh yeah this again. Not connected with the theater. Uh, production scene in Ottawa, mm -hmm. um, and I never really decided to. Maybe it was because of just being burnt out and not having felt like I earned any value from working on hundreds of shows. Mm -hmm. not, I wouldn't say hundreds; that's a bit of an exaggeration. But right, um, right, like show, show after show after show after show, working on something, never really uh, finding any any value there. And I maybe. Maybe I am like unveiling a piece of myself that I have to deal with. It like, yeah, maybe I was. I I'm at a point where I feel like I'm. I need to be doing something for money. Mm -hmm. um, it's understandable. But I, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think anybody can blame, you know, me for. Not that. at all. Yeah, it's uh, people. People gotta. People gotta eat this delicious pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that's the um, thing. If we didn't have our jobs, we couldn't have this delicious pizza. I feel like with. And there's, there's also what like, 
different tiers and different levels of production uh, that I'm I'm discovering this year in Ottawa. That like there will always be, you know, the small artists who are either up and coming or have never really just figured out how to develop a team, make a team. And then there's like, and then there's the artists that collaborate together, and obviously starting to, you can, you can see when more people are involved, more creative talent is involved. Yeah, starts to get better. I think there's a fine line in this grouping though where it's there's everyone who's getting together for free, and it's a bit tense because it's like how much can everybody, you know, put in their time for free, and how many people are willing, and there's a high turnover of teams changing because everybody is helping each other out but then it's there's not like one team that's consistently working together and i have yet to define yeah, that's interesting yeah maybe they are and they're just like they're tight-knit but you haven't found it yet haven't is, found it yet. which isn't it you know that's well i have to say me and Andrew, i think you've you obviously you know andrew because mm -hmm. he introduced us yeah um him and i we work together but that's because we actually worked together in our day job so um everybody likes to work with who they know um, and then I'm sure there's like, then we start to get into the funded teams where it's, uh, whether they're funded through grants or they're funded through investors or, mm -hmm. or they already have, um, uh, income from yeah. maybe, maybe past projects or, uh, or they've, you know, they've found distributors and are able to distribute their work. Um, to me, I've still only really connected and networked in the first two groups. I, I've yet to really, and I wonder if like, if this latter group are just the production houses of Ottawa, right? The larger television production studios, the film production studios that exist. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's my my journey is is still very early on, and and meeting meeting people, um, and ultimately trying to just kind of showcase the. You know the skills and talent that I've learned over the, the last few years um, as a director, and saying yes to everybody and wanting to help out with everyone's work because I actually found out why I do. Oh, maybe not find out. I think I have, I'm getting closer to understanding why I find it easier to help on other people's projects than it is for me to write a script and make something or produce a, a, a film and make something. Is because it's uh, it's so much scarier when it's your own work, right? <laughs> oh, but like, yes, but yeah, when you can fair. bring your talent and you can bring your expertise and like, help someone else, yeah. and and be a yeah exactly help someone else and just like then be you know completely thankful and just like that's very easy. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, when it's on you or when it's uh, when it's your project, it, that can be a lot scarier. Yes. Um. So if there's any artists that end up listening to this, that's something that I'm I'm sort of coming to grips with this year. Um. Because of that period of like having so much time, I'm just trying to get connected, trying to say yes. And it's very easy to say yes. Very hard to ask people, do you want to work on this thing? Do you please come help me work on this thing? Um, please trust me that this thing yes. is worth your time. Yes. And then having to yes. put that out, right? So it's a risk. It's a big risk. Again, like as we talked about, you know, I come from that perspective of being that person for such a long time ran a theater company was always directing stuff always bringing in other people it got it got easier over time but that feeling never really went away it was always that sense of you know i'm i'm asking a lot of others and i think one of the things i've grown and changed in a bit in a, in a good way is i i think i appreciate others times more and, and appreciate that coming in and helping out is is kind of a thing i think that 
what I'd be really interested to hear from you is what 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 does come next? Like what what does the next little bit look like for you? What projects are you working on? And like where do you where do you just kind of perceive or see things going? Yeah. Where I see things going uh, within a year, um, I'm actually planning a uh, an extended move to Argentina. So in the fall of this okay. year, it's been a it's been a year in discussion. The last few months, we've taken my girlfriend and I have taken actual like immediate steps to, yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, her taking a self-funded leave for, from her work, and that intention is for uh, for three things. It's I've done a lot of traveling. I, I pride myself on having traveled a lot, but I've never lived outside of Ontario. And um, I've always, uh, I was inspired by, uh, it was actually her brother who moved to Paris and they lived in Paris, immersed themselves in Paris and just experienced the city by living there. I'm self-teaching myself Spanish and I feel like the last step in that, in that language uh, learning is immersion, total immersion. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to live in a Spanish, I wanted to live outside of Ontario, Spanish speaking country. Yeah. Never been to South America. It's time to actually go and and, uh, and live somewhere uh, in South America. So very cool. That's uh, gonna be that's gonna be quite the journey. Yeah. So that's yeah. the personal growth there. Hoping to uh, experience productions in mm -hmm. South America. Um, be really great to maybe end up on some sets. That hey, what's how do they do it down here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and also uh, scene scouting and location scouting because as an artist and as a creative knowing the landscapes that exist out in the world just kind of makes it easier to tell somebody like this movie's going to be great this is have you ever seen this land have you ever been to this place yeah that's that's kind of uh that's kind of like a, a the next year for me how i yeah. envision it going through very cool a thousand meals with a thousand artists is a project of soul one arts inc produced and edited by me mike shepherd original music by savannah shea Thank you to this week's artists and to the local restaurants who host us. For more on A Thousand Meals with A Thousand Artists and Soul One, please visit soulonearts.ca. If you're an artist, feel free to reach out to us on our website and connect for your own meal. Thank you for listening.